Welcome to KJV Cafe, where we explore great truths from God's holy word in a simple, down-to-earth fashion. Romans 10:17 shows us where faith comes from. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let's grow our faith together in the cafe today. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. Grab your Bible and a hot cup of coffee or tea and join us now as we explore God's holy word. Amen. Glory to God. Welcome to the cafe. Welcome to the program. Pastor Clark Covington here, Heartland Ministries. So happy to be here today. And today we are looking at God's word as always, as always in the ca- here at KJV Cafe, we look at God's word. And today we are looking at how we are to listen to God and how things could get in the way of listening to God. The title is What's Standing Between You and God? In the previous episode, we spoke about listening to God like a child. And today we're going to look at more deeply what is standing between us and God. And as we look at what's standing between us and God, we can be blessed in knowing uh, that there's a path to have a very close relationship with God. And it simply involves doing what he wants us to do, listening to him. You know, God knows our form. God is not calling someone to have Olympic abilities athletically to serve him or to be able to sing like an opera singer or write like a novelist or whatever else super talented thing to be close to him. We don't have to do that. We just simply need to be obedient. And God is near those that are brokenhearted, those of a contrite spirit, the poor, you know, God is near the needy. Amen. So I never think that, oh, what can God do with me? Amen. That is not a question. God can do mighty things with you. Uh, We're hosting a Filipino family in our household right now, a missionary family. And uh, it's incredible to hear the stories of the Philippines and how they don't have much at all, but how they're on fire for God over there. Maybe not everyone, but the, the people that we've heard about, the stories we've heard told, the family here, they're on fire for God, and they're, I think, is still from a, a third world country. Yes, it's developing, but it's still technically a third world country. And these folks are on fire for God. They love God. Some of them have church. They'll have a, a Bible study every single day. And at a tent meeting earlier this week, a preacher said, can you imagine if our church did that? And I, <laughs> glory to God, I can't imagine. But I know the spirit would be strong. I know God would bless. And hey, we don't have a tent meeting every day, but you do have KJV Cafe every day. We broadcast pretty much every day somewhere. Uh, so we are doing this Bible study every single day. And uh, God is so good. Amen. I can stand here today or sit here, I guess, on the on the microphone, but I can tell you with full honesty, I seek the Lord every single day and he blesses and that's all there is to it, you know? So obedience, what is that? That's faith and that's action, that's seeking God and that's all. And so when we look at what's standing between you and God, okay, maybe it's nothing, but maybe there is something there. We start thinking about these big obstacles that we cannot overcome on our own, right? Well, in one part, that's true because we need to work under the Holy Spirit, right? We need the Holy Spirit within us. 
But on the other end, oftentimes it's not a big obstacle. It's simply just a priority issue where your priorities are. Uh, the Bible says where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So is your treasure at work climbing the corporate ladder? Well, then that's where your heart is. Is your treasure in the bank account making as much money as you can? That's where that's where your heart is. Is your treasure in Jesus Christ and the things of God and, and in heavenly rewards? Well, that's where your heart will be. And see, so we put our mind on God and we say, Lord, we're going to get right with you. Hey, maybe somebody here today listening today is going to get right with God. Well, that would bless me uh, to no end to know that I was able to share some information from God's word, nothing new, nothing from me, simply from God, by the working of the Holy Spirit here today about how we can get close to God and how uh, we can turn to him. And as we see here uh, that in God's word, it often mentions the relationship of a father and a child, amen. And we see uh, the example I gave last episode, which I'll just sum up quickly, is if you are a parent and you have a wayward child, you're hurt. Now, if you're a parent listening to this and your wayward child has gone off and done something bad and you've told them not to and you taught them better than that, but they did it anyways, okay? Are you hurt because you're wrong? Are you hurt because you're not respected? Or are you hurt because the child that you love is hurting themselves? Well, I'm guessing it's the latter, amen. And now me being a parent, I can see what my parents saw when I was young and hard-headed, amen. It hurts because you don't want the child to hurt, right? You, 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 you feel very bad about that. You can't eat, you can't sleep, your stomach is turning because that child has gone afar off. Well, is that not how God the Father feels when his children go afar off from him and they don't pay attention to his word. They don't come to his house to worship. They don't spend time in prayer. They don't have a prayer closet. They don't have even time to open the Bible anymore. And they're completely in the world. And at some point they accepted Christ as Savior and meant it, invited him to, into their hearts, believed on him for salvation, believed that their sin was only forgiven by the blood of Christ. So they're saved and now they're out in the world. And they're living for the world here in these last days. And they're struggling and they are dealing with strife and issues, and they are far off from God that have a relationship with him. They're accumulating no heavenly rewards whatsoever. They don't have fellowship with the brethren, on and on and on. That hurts the heart of the Lord. And I believe that hurts the heart of the Lord, not just because he desires fellowship with us and closeness with us, though he does, but because he sees the pain that his own child is going through unnecessarily, Amen. So our text verse here, Proverbs 1, 5, a wise man will hear and will increase learning and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. And so firstly, we talked about a wise man will hear. And we gave this example of a son and a father, Proverbs 1, 8, just three verses later. My son, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother. Very simple. God's calling us to hear the instruction that he gives. And to forsake not his law, amen? And as a child, children have faith in their parents. And children also are very forgiving. I, I was uh, with my kids this morning, and we were having our devotional time, and I talked to them about, you know, that bully, that kid that uh, kicked you in the face at the playground. And uh, he kicked one in the face, and he, he made some kind of remark to the other one. I said, you know, if he was really sorry, would you play with him again? And uh, Jenny's uh, six, CJ's five, and they nodded their heads and said, yeah. And then CJ said, I'd tell him not to do that again, though. <laughs> but they're just forgiving, you know. You know, try, try to talk to an adult after they've been kicked in the face and see if they'll forgive that person. And so we need to get away from all of this grown-up grudge 
set in our ways, prideful sensitivities as adults. And we need to get back to that childhood, childlike faith in Jesus Christ alone, in God alone. That faith that says, God, if you say it, it must be true. I'm going to take you at your word, God. You tell me to hear your instructions. I want to hear them. And I believe many Christians today are hearing this and you want to hear God's instructions. And you're saying, Brother Clark, tell me how. Well, what we need to do is identify, is there anything in the way? Is there anything in the way? What's, what is standing in the way between you and God? Exodus 20, 3 through 5. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord, thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. Well, there's a lot to that scripture right there. But this is God himself telling us not to have any idols. And what is an idol? It's anything in your heart above God. And you say, well, I don't, I don't burn incense to anything. Okay. Where, where's your thought life? Where's your prayer life? What are you spending the most time doing? If you had to write a journal about your day, let's say you look at yesterday, okay? And at the day that I'm recording this, yesterday would have been a Tuesday, okay? And you look at Tuesday and you say, I'm gonna make a list of all my actions, not what I said, but what I did. What, would they, what story would they tell about your relationship with God? You know, and if you made that journal and, and you were honest, would it say, I woke up and I had devotional time with God and I prayed before I even ate breakfast? Uh, I went to work uh, or school and I witnessed to a friend. Uh, at lunch, I was praying more. Uh, at, in the evening time, I went to a revival meeting. Uh, I, and then I went home and spent time with my family and then I was praying more. Uh, and I woke up and I went to on and on and on. Was that what the journal would say? Now you say, well, I've got a very busy schedule. Hey, so do I. Okay. So do many people. Amen. Here's the point I'm making. Now, maybe you can't do all of those things every day. Maybe you're um, homebound. Maybe you really do have, you know, have to work two jobs to make ends meet. Maybe you're in school and you work. Okay. I, I get it. There's a lot of things going on, but there is still time that you can spend with God and there's time that God expects you to spend with him. And the exercise here is supposed to identify what is getting in the way. And so that idea is that journal, if you were honest and you said, I woke up and checked my phone, uh, I spent some time on my phone and then I ate. After eating, I went to work and I was on my phone. At lunch, I just looked at my phone and I was on Facebook. And then I went home uh, after work and I got takeout and I watched Netflix. And then I went to bed. Well, now you look at that and you say, yeah, you did go to work, but you spent no time with God. And what was getting in the way? Your phone and specifically Facebook, Netflix, whatever else. Well, isn't it time to go ahead and cancel it? Isn't it time to go ahead and delete that app off? Isn't it? And you don't have to like go onto Facebook and say, guys, I'm getting rid of this and some big last stand message. Just take a break. Just turn it off for a month. Turn it off for six months. Okay. Cancel the, the bad thing, whatever it is, Disney plus Netflix, whatever it may be, get rid of it. Okay. Uh, and then say, okay, now I've got a little bit more time to spend with the Lord. And so the idea is that an idol doesn't have to be something you burn incense to. It's whatever is occupying your time. Maybe you say, I don't even have a smartphone. I don't do any of that. 
but I love to shop or but I like if you're like me, you love sports. You know, I'm not telling you anything I haven't walked myself through, amen. Uh, it's football season, and I'll tell myself, hey, you need to make sure you're doing your study, and you need to make sure you're having time with God, because I don't want that to be an idol. And there's examples I can give. Uh, one being there was a tent meeting, and there was a game I wanted to watch, and there was a tent meeting. Was, okay, do you watch the game at home, or you go to the tent meeting? Well, I went to the tent meeting. I told my wife, I said, I'm not going to sit here and preach one thing and then go to another. And God knows that I am not perfect. And every single day I go to him and ask him to forgive me of my sins. Amen. But at the same time, I want to be an example. And I know the push and pull. And I know that the Lord desires us to have time to relax. And the Lord gives us interests and gives us hobbies and gives us things to do. I get that. But we must look at ourselves And just because you are successful in the ministry or in work or at school does not mean that we do not need to look at what idols could be in our life. I'll tell a quick story and I'll be done here. Uh, My pastor uh, at Shannon Baptist Church in Columbia, South Carolina, huge church, uh, and he's a big congregation. I mean, I gosh, it must have been in the thousands. Amen. Uh, he was preaching, he preached some hard biblical messages. One time he got up there and he just said that he used to do, uh, flies like fly fishing. I'll never forget this. And he said, he got really good at making these really intricate flies. He got so good that he was making them all the time and he was selling them and so forth. And he said he had to stop. The Lord had convicted him. That hobby had become something above God in, in a way. That's at least how he described it. And I was, I was really blessed by that testimony. Here you have a successful pastor. Everybody, he's doing what looks like everything is right. And he's saying, look, the Lord had convicted him over it. Well, if the Lord's convicting him over it, the Lord's convicting me over it, the Lord's convicting people in the ministry over it, how much more so do people in this world that are not spending every day in the Bible as their vocation, but just living life, needs to look inward and say, what is getting in the way of my relationship with God? And here's the point. If you identify it, you get rid of it, and you replace time with God with that thing that you got rid of, God will bless you with peace. God will bless you with fellowship. God will love on you and help you and guide you. And you will say, man, I should have done this 10 years ago. I can testify. I can praise God over that. And I'm telling you, do that today. Get, get close to God. Draw closer to him and praise him as he shows up in your life. Now, tune in next time as we talk more about what we can do with that time once we get the stuff out of the way that doesn't need to be there and spend time with God. I thank you for listening. Take care. God bless and amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of KJV Cafe. Have a question for Pastor Clark? Email him directly at clark at enduringpromise.org or visit kjvcafe.com and click the envelope button on the homepage. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. We'll close today with Psalm 119 verses 166 through 168. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee.